Welcome back to another episode of Encouragement Today. My name is Vinny, and I am here with Crystal, my wife, again. Thank you so much. This might be the final episode yes. of National Adoption Awareness, our adoption story. Have we given this a title now that we're at the very last one? Um, a, a, a look into our story? I don't know. Okay. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what we're going to call it, but... Uh, by the time it's out, it should have a title. It might have a title. Our story. Our story. Stupid faith. God story. Stupid, God's story. Stupid, stupid faith story. Uh, Bringing knows? home our kids. Yeah. Fun fact. Fun fact. Our Facebook page that we had made ten years ago. Yes. Was originally called Bringing Home Our um, Boys. Yes. And uh, when the boys had said no, I had to change it, and instead of saying Bringing Home Our Girls. We said. I said bring home our kids because I didn't want to give away that we were coming home with, with not even two kids, but three girls. Right. So we just gave away the whole story. Well, it's so if you're watching shows, this today, you better have make listened. sure you go back and watch the other episodes, yes. right? Because it would be not good of you to watch the last episode of our series. You want the uh, whole story. Yeah. If you, you want to see the whole. So go back and watch all the other episodes. Um, also, make sure you like, share, subscribe. Do all those things that you're supposed to do so more people can be encouraged. That's why we're doing this show, so we can be encouragement uh, to those of you that might be seeking uh, adoption, uh, foster care, or helping out in respite, those kinds of things. So mm -hmm. dealing with kids in um, hard places and tra trauma and all that. So, mm -hmm. hey, that's what this is about. Yeah. Uh, your disclaimer is... Um, my disclaimer is that this is our story of an international adoption and that there are all sorts of adoption stories and foster care stories. And there are families that are doing so much good in this world, um, for kids, uh, whatever their part of the story looks like God's calling on their lives, but this is our story and it's been 10 years. So our kids now are, are adults. Right. And um, they've given their permission for us to share some of this on a broader platform. Um, so, yeah, we have enjoyed being able to tell um, what it looked like as adoptive parents. Right, because we didn't share any of their part, right? Like we, we shared some little tidbits of stories that were more our stuff. Um, we didn't share because their emotions and their feelings are quite different than ours as the parents Yeah. Um, that that we've adopted these wonderful kids. And it's like, you know, we have this, and I think a lot of people have this glorious mm -hmm. uh, idea of what adoption is going to be and what it's going to look like. Mm -hmm. And then you bring kids home and it's far from the, the dream and the, well, the story's just beginning, right? Right, and the story of the kids becoming part of our family was really the beginning of our family story, and I think what is easily forgotten is there was a reason why our kids or any of the kids were in orphanages to begin with. Right. They have lived a hard life, and they went through things that n no one should go through. That isn't right. fair to anyone, and um. We bring them into our hearts and our families and our lives, like open hearted with all of our love. But there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Right. Um, there's a quote that I think of and I, I know I've shared before. And of course, I can't think of the exact thing. We'll put it in the bottom. But um, the 
It's it's basically the fact that a, a, a child of another mother calls me mom and the weight of that, you know, does not go, you know, right. unknown. Our, our kids had biological parents that they weren't able right. to be with. And now they've joined our family through adoption. They're totally ours. They're our kids, but they have biological parents. Right. And, and they you've have always stories. been great with this, like mm-hmm. in the sense of you've always like told the kids, like you can, you, your feelings are valid Absolutely. Uh, for your, your, your mom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the feelings are valid. Uh, the dad, um, unfortunately, um, passed, passed away. away. Um, and so, like their feelings are completely valid and we've always we've always validated that yes um, i i have been you've been incredible even at times where you're like uh, it it shocks me your patience and your um and how you deal with that side of things because it, you know <laughs> from the outside looking in it's like it's got to be hard on you uh to hear some of the things that you've heard over the years because listen it doesn't go perfect no. right um being, you know, you're not my mom, you're, you know, those kind of things. You're not my dad. That's going to happen because mm-hmm. the fact is we're not right in the sense of we didn't create you. Mm-hmm. Right. We signed a piece of paper that says that you're our kid, but that doesn't make us in their hearts, mom or dad. Yes. <laughs> There's a, so much I want to say. Um, they we are their moms and their dads. And, and I believe our girls you know, yes. they, you know, they've welcomed us into their hearts and we're a mom, we're a dad, but they still had their biological parents. Right. So going back to the fact I did always tell the girls, you can always, always talk to me about your biological mom. She was your mom. Of course you miss her. Of course you wish that you were with her, but we are here now to provide and to love you and to take you into our family, to be our daughters. And I'm, I'm mom and your dad, no matter what, and we're here. Right. And so I have let those, we all have feelings, right? So right. yeah, my feelings can get hurt, but look at my feelings compared to theirs. Right. They didn't deserve a life that they had. They didn't deserve the childhood, the being ripped away from, you know, their parents who weren't able to take care of them and being in an orphanage that was not a wonderful life. And then their whole world was turned upside down. We took them from Ukraine, different language, different culture, different, whole different world from (laughs) Crimea, Ukraine to Florida and the United States of America, like completely different world. So I did my best. Again, we're not perfect. I'm not perfect, but I did my best to say, you can always talk to me about that. You can always tell me your feelings. Um, they and I think some of that ties into I had a biological dad that I didn't have a relationship growing up with, and my dad who adopted me when I was two is my dad. That's right. my dad. If you say something else, someone once like called him my stepdad, and I'm like, what are you like? I don't even know what you're talking about. I was like, oh, you mean my dad? Because that's my dad. I have a biological dad, and um. I have had a little bit of relationship in the past couple of years, but I think that also adds to it. I have the understanding and I've always wanted to be open. And I think it helps because if we don't let our adoptive kids tell us our actual feeling, right. then how we, we can't help. We can't help with healing. We can't help with, you know, them actually expressing what they're going through. So I've tried. It hasn't always been perfect, but I've right. tried. And if they say, you're not my mom, I just... I am. <laughs> you might not love me at the moment. Right. You might not even today like me. I might, you might not feel that way about <laughs> yeah. me today. 
but, but I'm your mom. And yeah. You're my child. And here, can I say, a, can I get a little like side note? Just a PSA. Okay. Just like a public service announcement. If you're talking to a family that's adopted, those kids are theirs. So one of the worst things, and this was has been expressed by adopted right. kids, they hated being singled out. Yeah. So we would meet people sometimes and I'd have our kids. We had six, then at we the had time. seven at the time. Yeah, now we have and eight, but, yeah. they would look at them and say, Well, which ones are yours? And which ones were adopted? <laughs> and nothing gets me so mad at saying that right. because they're all mine. Now we have four biological kids and we have the three girls that right. we adopted, but they're all mine. So don't say who are your real kids. That's right. so insulting. And my kids have even said, We just want to be Coriellis. Like we're they're the family they're until they change their we, name and get married. I know that was that was Whatever. rough. <laughs> our oldest got married and we love her and our new son-in-law. Um, obviously we love her, but we love our new son-in-law and we're so happy for them. But I mean, yes, changing from our she name even have done the hyphen, like you know, like at least no, no, hyphen. no. She's she is she's a <laughs> traditional. She's an awesome wife, right there at the heart. She, I know. We love, we love them. We love our son-in-law. Yes. But that was a little rough. The new name, like oh, she's not a Coriolis anymore. Yeah, the, but the immediately <laughs> <laughs> everything was changed. <laughs> no, I was so happy, so happy. But that. yeah, because it's a huge thing. They are Coriolis. I think people don't even realize that. Like their their uh, birth certificates have our names on them. Because when you are adopted, you become, you have every right. You are part of our family. You are our children. We're your parents. Um, you're not less than. You're 100%. You right. Just... I mean, and you look at it from the, the biblical perspective, mm -hmm. right? That we're adopted sons and daughters of God. And yes. therefore. We uh, wouldn't say we weren't God's real kids. Right. We wouldn't, uh, you're not his kid. You're adopted. You know, like. Yeah. And I, 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 I've done a, a sermon on this where, like, I think that's probably the most inconsiderate thing to say. And I know, like, it was a joke, and it's been in movies where they're like, oh, he's adopted. Mm. And it's like, you know, they always make, like, that disclaimer of, like, if the kid does something wrong or whatever. Oh, that kid. Yeah. Like, as a negative thing. Right. And it's like, why it's is that? Not. Like, what does that have to do with anything? You know? And it's like. It's um, their story, but it doesn't make them any less than right. our family. That's really good. And I think that for a lot of people, they 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 don't understand that when it comes to um, adoptive kids and adoptive parents that that can hurt their feelings. Yeah, that it, it, that they're not called a part of that family, or... and especially to say it in front of the kids. I'm not going to stand here and point out who's who and who's right. what. Yeah. If you get to know us and you know our story, and then you know, you know, they have an accent. Their, you know, their first language was Russian. <laughs> um, then, then you can know that. And obviously, we're sharing this story. It's a little, you know, we're sharing this whole story for the whole world to hear. You know right. that our kids have been adopted, but um, when you're just meeting someone. Just don't do that. Yeah. They're all your kids. Get to know them. Get to know the kids. Get to know the parents. See what you could do to help them. Like yeah. the amazing people that we had in our lives that helped us when we brought our kids home. Right. And so let's kind of get into that was like the longest disclaimer ever. No, I'm just kidding. No, that was just a point. <laughs> that was a, no, I did the disclaimer and then a whole public service whole announcement. Public, yeah, PSA. Yeah. But uh, that that I think let's get kind of get into the end of the story. It's not. It's still going. Mm -hmm. So there really is no end, there, right? Yeah, there's. It's we we continue this whole mm -hmm. uh, thing, and you know, for 
for those of you that have been watching this uh, from the jump, uh, let's hope that you've kind of experienced this whole thing with us. Um, if you'd like to see a few more follow-up episodes, uh, please comment uh, in the comment section. Let us know. Uh, follow up. And uh, we'll bribe maybe, our kids maybe we'll, to get on. That's always worked. Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to give them to bribe them to get it, come and do an episode? Um, that would be an interesting, we'd have to do it on a bigger set mm-hmm. um, with some couches. So um, we'll have to do that on the culture studio set, but I think that it can happen. Well, to hear their perspective and what it was like for the transition in their lives, <clears throat> you know, leaving the orphanage, what they thought they were going with this crazy American, the Americanskis, and coming to Florida. And when we came home, um, it, you know, it wasn't easy. We had a lot of support. A right. lot of church family were there. Um, we came home right before Thanksgiving. Thank you, Jesus. We were so happy we got to be home for Thanksgiving. And then, I mean, Christmas was right around the corner. So that year, right. we went from three kids to six. We had been gone for three months. Yep. Um, our, you know, the girls didn't know English, the three girls. And it was a lot. Yeah, and we had showed um, in the previous episode a video mm-hmm. of the the, uh, the news. Yeah. That was their Thanksgiving episode. Uh, yes, it was. it was. It was like the heartwarming, the heartwarming story. This Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. you know. Um so if you haven't seen that one, go back to last week's episode and and watch the newsreel that's on there. Um, but yeah, it was a uh, it was great to have them home for their first uh, Thanksgiving, like first American Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, first Christmas right. that year. People went and did all of our shopping oh and wrapped presents for us because I was overwhelmed. Now you think about it, they must have thought that. Uh, they were going to be spoiled the rest of their lives <laughs> after that first one. I think it was good. I th- no, I think it was a really. I mean, they got things like bikes and right. and things that they wanted, and I think it, it was it was an amazing Christmas. Oh, it was home. phenomenal. And we kept the tradition. We kept the holiday going even longer because that year, the first year they were home, we even did presents on New Year's Eve. Right, if you remember, because that's a that's Ukrainian. Their, yeah, that their holiday. thing was uh, do presents on. Uh, New Year's, New Year's. Yeah. yeah, New Year's Eve, they had opened up presents right. like at midnight, so we did that that now first year. Now we do things a little differently, but yeah. they still love New Year's, mm-hmm. which is their fun, their, that's their fun day. Well, our family loves Christmas. We're we're really good with holidays. We, we, we are really good with holidays. Thanksgiving, Christmas, that's our jam. Yes, that is our jam. <laughs> and so kind of wrapping all of the stuff up is, uh, you know, ad- adoption is not easy. Not at um, yeah, not at all. Not even close. Um, our story is uh, one that uh, many people have different mm-hmm. scenarios that happen, and we've we've heard um, some traumatic stories of uh, adoptive families, uh, whether from Ukraine, mm-hmm. uh, whether from um, Ethiopia, mm-hmm. <laughs> whether from America. Yeah. Um, it it really doesn't matter the span. Uh, we've heard some stories that just uh didn't play out the way the normal scenario didn't, that you would think that would all oh, this is going to be a great you know ending and um for us our ending is still going our kids are still um i mean we've one has gotten married uh our two more are uh in nursing um, Every, yeah, everyone's working in college classes and our our um, biological kids are in college right. and, and classes. We know and... talked about, and this might be another follow-up mm-hmm. where we bring on 
the the uh, you know the I mean our biological kids and and talk with them about the impact of it mm-hmm. because for them it was it was hard mm-hmm. um and there's there's stories there um that they had to recognize uh that not we just brought in three kids from another country yeah. and now they're part of the and you basically feel like that they robbed well, I think, yeah, they know. now have to share mom and dad right. with three more kids yeah. and everything that they went through was they had to be, you know, selfless, basically sacrificing, knowing. And I think our kids, I mean, they knew it was for like a greater good, right? but it, it wasn't always easy, you know, no, having no. to share everything. Yeah. And there's been some, some stuff that in that, that, uh, you know, we've had to walk through with, mm-hmm. with our kids and. And recognizing that there's some there's some pain involved in it and and some heartache, but uh, the the part that really sticks out to us is that it wasn't and what I think they get it wasn't about them that this was about something that God was doing in all of our lives. Yeah, and in recognizing that it was this is God's story. Mm-hmm. It's not the Corielli story. Yes. Um, but this is God's story um, of redemption um, and w- watching kids uh, come from a, a severe background, you know, of of heartache and tragedy um, to a life that's more, we call it tragedy to triumph. Right. And where it, it, there's 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 been some victory yeah. in their lives. And so it's been crazy to see that scenario play out over 10 years. Yeah. 10 years. And so how, how do, so after 10 years, Mm -hmm. would you do it again? I mean, absolutely. (laughs) That's like saying, which for a mom, would you go get your kids? Yes, of course I would get my kids. Uh, I mean, I don't even know if I, you know, you know, if you just make up a scenario, if I could go back and like talk to myself, I don't even know if there's anything I could tell myself because the story is so wild like, hey, you're gonna, you think you're getting two boys, right. but you're coming home with three daughters. And so then you'll have four daughters and two sons and, and, um, double your family. Um, but I, it's all worth it. And even the, the coming home and, you know, it wasn't easy for our, for any of our kids. They had to learn a new language. They had to right. be, you know, thankfully they got to go into like an amazing school that was, you know, helped them. But, you know, learning English, you know, academics, all that's hard, but they've worked so hard. They're like, they've done amazing. Like we said, they're all, they're all working. They're all taking college classes. They're all, um, doing amazing things. I, and the fact that they, is a, and a, you say they're taking college classes, but you are a big part of their college classes on, on a lot of them too. Cause you're, you're so good i mean so you homeschooled a little bit and, and, and i uh i homeschooled very shortly and then quickly realized <laughs> quickly this realized was above my capacity did. yeah but you've always and so you've homeschooled uh, off and on throughout uh, right. the years different, so, different years and so for like their high school years um for for uh, for a few of them you were you you homeschooled and so oh, one of them yeah and so what you've been able to see is like how this person 
you know, how she responds to this and how, and how you're able to help them in those areas. Cause they go to you for that stuff. They don't go to me for that stuff. And so for me, it's like, I get to watch you shine in that arena. Um, and, and even today, uh, as they're taking college classes and, you know, you're in the bedroom for an hour and a half helping with the test, you know, I, I just like, it's like amazing to, to kind of witness that. I mean, I'm just there as emotional support. They they are working hard. They know everything. Now, back when they were little and I did science projects, I would say, hey, I got an A on that science project. Right. Uh, but now they're they're passing classes. They're getting A's. They're doing things. And I'm just so proud of them. So I'm really there. Just uh, I just want to be their biggest cheerleader. And I yeah. want to tell them that they can do it. So I do get involved when they're, you know, they got a big test they're worried about. Like I'm there to... You know, you know the answer to that. You've got this. Um, but yeah, they're doing great things. They are doing great things. And we're still, uh, you know, they still have their own minds, right? And uh, do things all, all on their own. And uh, if you were to ask me, would I do it again? I would say absolutely 100% yes. Um, because it really was never about us. Uh, we always We always wanted to do this. Um, and the fact is we're still doing it to this day, uh, where we've taken in another girl, uh, into our, our lives and, uh, not adopted, but just, uh, taken in and, uh, have guardianship at the moment. Um, because it's been our heartbeat from the, you know, since we met basically, uh, that we were, we were going to love well, some kids. Yeah, we want to be the hands and feet of Christ. And if, if that's what God's calling us to do, I'm going to be obedient to what he's calling us to do. So so why don't you encourage somebody out there today who's like, man, should I do this thing? Um, is it something that God would want me to do? Uh, what would you say say to that person? Obviously, if it's someone's a Christ follower and uh, is following the Lord, I uh, the number one thing is to pray about it. And really, um, we always say get wise counsel. And, you know, you might, your heart might be being pulled to something, but just pray about what aspect it is to help with that. I mean, there are things like foster care and we have so many amazing people who are part of the foster care system that um, are even, their their hearts are open and willing even to do small, Mm -hmm. a couple months while a family um, gets, you know, back, you know, on the right foot and and they provide a a home and, and a loving care to child while their parents are getting, you know, their lives back on track. And people who have done foster care for years but are fully supportive when the biological mom is ready to have her kids back. Right. And not only just, you know, is willing to, you know, the, the foster kids go back with their biological mom, but is still an integral part of building relationships between the mom and her kids mm-hmm. and, and supporting that mother as much as possible. And so there's avenues like that. There's avenues of just... If you know a family who has adopted or is fostering to to come along them and help in ways like meals or doing Christmas shopping for them or respite or taking the kids out for a beach day so mom can have a break or whatever it looks like to just be a support, um, even a lending ear, even um, if they're going through something – just being supportive of how the parents are dealing with that. Because when you, when you have kids who um, have come through 
trauma backgrounds, the parenting is going to look a lot different right. than if it was a child who was just born in, in a, a regular family under a normal circumstance, yeah. whatever normal looks like. But all that to be said is pray about it. See where God is leading you. Seek wise counsel. Um, talk to if you're really serious about, you know, adoption. Uh, there's all different kinds of adoption agencies. There's different ways it can look like uh, adopting here in the States or international um, doing research and really doing um, research into parenting, uh, emotional, um, good. Uh, connected parenting. Yep. Because if you're walking into this space, you're going to be dealing with True, kids good. who have gone through so much. Yeah, and we've we've left in the um, description, yep. uh, there's links in every episode uh, linking to uh, some... Empowered uh, to in, connect. Yeah, the, their, their whole thing. Um, and then a few different other places where people can uh, can find some. Because one of one of the ultimate goals, not only having the kids be, you know, connected to your family, but it's healing. It's right. you want to see your children be able to grow out of the hurt and the pain, and literally help them to deal with yeah. and and process what they've gone through. So another question that a lot of people ask us in through the through the process was, why did you adopt girls older? instead of um, little babies? I really don't have an answer besides that's what God was calling us to. Um, there, you know, you could, there are babies, you know, that you could adopt, but these were kids who needed a home. And, and in Ukraine, like our, our oldest girl is 14. Um, they're, the way their system is set up, when you turn 16, which she was only two years away right. from, they don't really have a, they a age good out. they age out and so i hate you know it sounds horrible saying they just end up on the streets but right. they are just really they have a little bit of uh, you know a little bit of money a little bit of maybe some skills and some classes that they might get after 16 but after 16 they're on their own right and, and i was kind of leading you with that question um because the fact is that in the US today there are over 500,000 kids that are about to age out. Mm. Uh, they're in that bracket of about to age out of foster care, about to age out of the system. And these kids are just going to be wherever. Right. And, and, and not have support or guidance or, you know, just, and so, and here's the thing though, there's over a million different churches in the, the U S alone. Right. If half of the churches mm. in the United States yeah. would step up, and do what Jesus called us to do, take care of the widow and the orphan, right? Um, if we would just do that as a church body, mm. it would end kids aging out of the, the system. Can you imagine? One family in every church, yeah. would in half of the churches, would end foster care as we know it. That would be, can you imagine just the church stepping in that way to impact and it, to me, it's like a, it was a no brainer for us to do it, right? A no brainer um, last year when a, another kid needed our help um, and we were there mm -hmm. um, again during Thanksgiving, right? Like right before Thanksgiving, literally right after Thanksgiving, right? It was like li literally that week time frame uh, where God did it again, right? And it's like, are you willing? And, you know, our answer has always been whatever you need, Lord. Right. And so um, I think 
for those of you that are in that uh, considering, like, should I, mm. right? Um, it's a biblical mandate, right? <laughs> you, I'm a religious person. Really? Have you adopted? Are you taking care of the widow? That's if you want a true religion is this, right? Mm-hmm. This is what it is. Um, and, you know, are you doing that in your in your own life? What does that look like for you, whether it's supporting financially, whether it's um, helping um, adoption of the agencies um, by giving funds to that, whether it's, you know, whatever it is in your church community, maybe there's some things that are set up there that you can be a part of and assist in, uh, whether it's uh, being a part of the foster care uh, system and taking in a kid, um, whatever it looks like for you. And you know what? The the older kids matter. Yeah. I just wanted to hit on that again. Like thinking of some families that we know who adopted older kids, yeah. not even as young as ours, older than ours. Older than ours, yeah. But they now have a family and a connection forever. So they might not be living with them for 20 years, like growing up. They might right. not be going through grade school with them. But they're there for college to come home, right. you, you know, at, to come home for a break. Look at your sister. Come. Yeah. Right. She was with us from like uh, 13 or how old was she? You're asking me dates right now. No, uh, yeah. she was younger than that. She was she, she was 11. 11. 11. Yeah, she was 11. Okay. When she, so 11. Yeah. Right. We your mom was foster care. Yeah. Right. And My mom did uh, teenage foster care. So right. she just had only teenage girls that came through. Right. And so which God literally and you we look at the scenario of our mm. our lives like how god set it all up for us to end up getting three girls and you look back at the whole process of it, it's like wow he was really doing all of that in the process and so you look at her and where she is today right it's like we can't go anywhere she doesn't come with us right well, she's Again, like what I said in my PSA, she's my sister, it's family. Right. And that's and that's my point mm-hmm. is like there's always that um, she can fall back on. Yes. Um, the people that have always been there for her. And like the same thing with um, any, our, you know, anybody in the scenario when they're aging out of the system, don't think, oh, they're aging out. The, on the, I, I can't connect. No, you can connect mm-hmm. and you will connect and they'll always have that connection as they uh, grow up and grow older, you know, especially because they're most of these kids, their brains aren't functioning as whatever their age is. They're usually functioning a few years behind. So therefore you can catch up into that connection Mm -hmm. um, and make it, make it real for them. And so, and that's all part of the, some of the trainings that we've been through and all of that, but to, to kind of tie this up with a bow, right. Um, I think God calls everybody to something um, in their lives. For us, he chose this, um, this path. And uh, for many of you out there, he'll choose the same um, if your heart's open to it. And, uh, and I think when you open your heart to uh, God's kids, um, it, it, uh, it, it amazes me how he always comes through and uh, he will bless you for it. Mm -hmm. So, how do you wrap it up in a bow? I think that um, I said in another episode that we have been blessed uh, just as much when people will say, oh, you're so blessed. I'm like, no, but we're blessed. Like our our kids, yes, they were able to, you know, not 
live the rest of their childhood in an orphanage and not end up on the streets and, and who knows what. Uh, but they were, you know, able to join our family, but we have been so blessed to have them, their uniqueness, their love, their, um, what they add to the family. We've been blessed by it. So when you're reaching out, you know, we're not only taking care of those kids, but they're, they're a part of us. I've grown, you've grown, we've right. grown as a family. We have so many connections and memories and things that have um, brought us closer to the Lord, that have made us stronger as a family, that um, have made us uh, what we are. I can't imagine life without them. Yeah, that's really good. And, uh, you know, as you, as you were talking there, I was, I was really uh, thinking of um, maybe people have questions mm -hmm. uh, that have been watching. Um, and if you have questions about anything, uh, that you may need some answers to. Um, there are some links that may help you uh, in the in the uh, in the description. Um, but if you do have questions, please comment. Uh, leave a comment for us with a, a question. Um, again, we asked you maybe you want to do follow up episodes with um, the the girls, or even uh, do another follow up episode with um, our bio kids. And then, um, but. Um, if you have a question about anything, I think we could do another, like, uh, answer some questions, whether in the comment section or do another episode, maybe down the road. Um, I have a funny feeling that we're going to be doing uh, something else in the future. Um, so uh, um, kind of putting that out there that we'll be starting a, a, another podcast together, um, not about adoption at yes. all. Um, but, uh, that'll be coming out, um, sometime in January. I'm not going to give you guys any of the info on that at this point. Um, but it'll be coming out in January. It's something we've been actually talking about for three years, uh, doing this, uh, it, it's three years. Yeah. Yeah. At least. Um, and it's about to happen. And so we're super excited about that. Um, this was like a, a test of, to see how we were going to, uh, go and uh, we always wanted to share our story of adoption um but we i i kind of snuck this on you so well, we wanted to bring oh we wanted to bring awareness yes. national adoption awareness month which yes. was the purpose of this and that was my heart behind it was we've always wanted to do this it's the perfect opportunity now um to share after 10 years uh to really put this out there um for people to um, be encouraged, right? Uh, this is uh, Encouragement Today podcast. And, and I, we're hoping that this encourages you to do something. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't even have to be adoption, but do something that God is calling you to. Because, man, when when God calls you to it, he'll He'll bring you through it, right? And, uh, and I know that's a cliche, like Christianese thing to say, but man, we've seen it over and over and over again that when you have faith in him to to bring you through something, he will do it and do it to completion. And, uh, you know, we're still standing on God's promises today yeah. uh, for our kids and uh, for their lives and for um, for them to be serving Jesus wholeheartedly. And so these are things that we're praying for for our children today um, because it's, life's not perfect. Things are still happening in our lives. But our adoption story is incredible, and God has done amazing things through it. And we wanted to share that with you to encourage you that, you know, God is with you. 
every step of the way on your journey. He was with us on ours. And uh, when you have the stupid faith to believe that God is going to do it, he will, he can, and he can accomplish so much through an open heart. Um, and hopefully you open up yours to him today and uh, be encouraged by that today. You want to pray uh, to close out the episode and the finality of our uh, adoption story. Uh, pray for those that need to be it's a encouraged lot of pressure. Today. Yes. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Uh, we thank you for all that you have done in our lives and in our families for every single one of our children. And God, I pray that this story will encourage others, will motivate others, will be um, what they needed to take that step of faith to whatever direction that you're leading them in. So I pray that this word will go forward to um, be that step, that catalyst to make an impact on other people's lives, whether it's foster kids or adoption, God, getting in uh, into to the community to help um, and bring the gospel to those who are around them. So God, I pray that you will touch everyone who's listening today. We thank you that you have taken us into your family, that we are your children. And I thank you um, for all that you're doing. Be with us today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And hey, thanks again so much for joining us on our journey uh, the past few weeks, um, our adoption journey. It was amazing. Uh, and listen, be encouraged that uh, God is doing great things in your life. And I know that uh, he's accomplished great things in our lives, but I know he can do it for you as well. And we wanted this to be an encouragement for anybody that's seeking um, foster care adoption or, um, you know, kids in hard places that you're, you're, you, you would be encouraged and know that uh, there's stories out there of what God can do. And so may God bless you. May he keep you. May his face shine upon you. And may he give you peace. So be blessed and be encouraged. And we'll see you next time.